Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Hugo Campbell on and he's the co-founder at Feast It. Hi Hugo. Hi, yeah, how you doing? Really good, mate, really good. Excited to have a bit of a chat with you. I think you've had quite an interesting career. So do you want to jump straight in and tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, so um, so firstly, yeah, thank you for, for having me on. Um, yeah, so I'm one of the co-founders of, of Feastit. Um, it's a booking platform for event suppliers. So if you were looking to, you know, if, if your company was looking to have a corporate event and wanted to book some a venue and a, some, some catering and maybe a photographer, uh, for that event, you would come onto our platform and and um, and book them through 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 that. Um, you know, I, it's been described. It's, it's fairly simple. We've been described as sort of Airbnb for uh, for events in the past, and uh, it's a business that that we've been uh, running for for just over five years now. Um, on the other side of that, you know, for for suppliers as well, it's a platform that they can come to to sort of grow their businesses through. And you know, our our aim is to become somewhere that they can that become more than just a booking platform for them. And you know, we have a real kind of community of suppliers. We have a, a number of benefits of being on the platform and a number of tools that kind of make it easier for them to just kind of run their businesses through Feastit as as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's Feastit in a bit of a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I had a little look earlier and a little play around with it. I think it's a great idea. Um, definitely something that I can see being a lot of use to a lot of uh, a lot of different types of businesses. But events, how did you sort of get into that? So it's an interesting one. It's actually more my uh, my co-founder. There are kind of two sides to it. My uh, my, my my co-founder, who I started the business with, um, we were we, well, we've known each other forever, but we were we were living together at the time. He was working for a company called uh, Fest Ticket which is a, a booking, uh, well, you, you can, you, you, it's actually, um, sadly just, uh, just gone under, but, uh, but they, uh, you know, did a great job raising a, 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 a quite a large amount of money for their, for their mm-hmm. platform. And it was, it was a booking platform for, for festival tickets, basically. So you could discover festivals and book your tickets through it. Uh, so, uh, and he had a background in the events industry before, that as well and uh you know his whole life had sort of been in the events industry we were we were talking about it a lot of the time i was i was just i was a journalist at the time so not directly involved in events although you know you go to a lot and that kind of thing and you can see that the quality of corporate events maybe isn't that good uh and you know went through the process as well of, of trying to organize uh the catering for my mum's uh 50th as well which at that time was trying to get a sort of um organized well we were, we were trying to organize a food truck to get to a rural oxfordshire and it turned out to be this incredibly difficult process involving mm. searching for a supplier trying to guarantee that there'd be a very good quality how working out how to pay them and everything that comes with that was uh was was, was quite complicated and so you know we, we talked about it a lot between us and settled on this idea of trying to start the booking platform for for event suppliers which perhaps surprisingly uh didn't previously exist very cool i mean i think we've all faced that that uh problem and i definitely that resonated talking about your mum's um 50th it was actually my mum's 60th last year and we had the same problem trying to book you know uh good caterers knowing if you could trust them trying to get everything sorted was an absolute mission so i wish i'd known about your company beforehand that would have helped out a lot yeah, it's typically something that's seen as being, um, you know, super stressful uh, and, uh, and and can lead to questionable quality, which is why 
you know you you might you you'll probably know it as well as anyone does and you know many talking about catering here but it applies to other aspects of events too but you know if you're looking at catering we all know those events where you get because the weddings we get the you know conservative sort of chicken and something option that's perfect <laughs> but it's all perfectly nice and yeah. just not not that exciting and maybe doesn't necessarily represent the person whose event it is um and you know what what we're trying to do at feast is say that you can um you know you, you you can book whoever you want through us and they're guaranteed to be of a really really good quality as well mm. so, so that's feast it but let's go back a bit now were you always going to go down a certain route at sort of school and university? Did you go to university? And if so, what did you study? Yeah, I did. I mean, uh, as, I, as I touched on before, I was a journalist um, prior to Feast It. Uh, so I worked at the Independent for a couple of years and um, I did, I did, uh, I studied English um, at, at uni uh, before then at, uh, at Warwick, actually. And um so I wouldn't say that the sort of, I guess, entrepreneurial path, entrepreneurial path wasn't something that I was um, directly looking at. And, you know, I was I was I, I thought journalism was going to sort of be my my career on from there. Uh, but, you know, the opportunity came up to kind of go and start this. And, um, you know, we thought we had a, a, a pretty decent idea. And our, 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 you know, kind of, I guess our philosophy at the time was we would we would take a few months uh, to try and start building it we had that opportunity to go and do that and if things went back and, you know tits up after after three or four months it was clear that we weren't getting anything off the ground and weren't making any progress then we'd you know go back to our old careers uh with uh probably you know less than harm done because we would have learned a lot mm. um and uh and and you know thankfully we uh you know we, we we started getting some traction which enabled us to you know keep the business going and um and go on from there interesting so what were your thoughts on university did you enjoy the experience and do you find your degree useful yeah i thought it was a very good experience i i, I loved my degree I did, I did english which you know was was always what i'd wanted to do um and i find uh I, I, and i think this is true of most most people who've done english degrees it's a very good general uh degree for you know shaping you as a person and for learning a lot about the world um you know it doesn't necessarily put you on a set track towards um a certain profession although you know the amount of people who go on to do like law conversion courses maybe it does actually but um but uh it's it's yeah I, I thought it was a very valuable experience I really enjoyed the university experience in general as well have um I'd say the majority of my uh well a, a lot of my close friends in life are all people who I met at university so you know I felt I found the course was useful it certainly helped me get my first job uh and um and yeah the uh the experience was was one that definitely kind of helped I, I guess you know shaped me into the person that I am today for sure yeah, I mean, we talk about university a lot on the podcast at the moment, especially, um, and it's always a difficult one. We have a, quite a few people that say, yes, I really valued my university time at university, but maybe I could have learned what I learned in my degree outside of it, maybe apprenticeship route. Is that kind of an available option in things like journalism or do you need a degree to go into journalism, do you think? You don't need a degree to go into anything. Uh, well, that's not quite true, obviously, but uh, but. But it, yeah, but it, but it, it just helps Ria um, know that I, I think my, it, it's a really tough one because I also really don't think that universities for for everyone at all, and that there are very very valid routes uh, that that don't 
that that you know i think it's sort of you know half and half whether you whether you should go or not but for me it's if you go into university thinking about it as purely a path to your job then you're probably thinking about it wrong um you think it should be seen as a way of you know shaping you as a person and helping you kind of you know it, it's the place where you go to make friends for life it's the place where you go to round out your personality and I think you know if you go into it thinking you know if I if I if I, I'm just doing this because I want to help with my qualifications in life then um then you won't make the most of it and also you know conversely you'll probably end up um not doing that because you're you know too focused on that it's a, it's a really hard line to tread and I know it's it, it's it's different for everyone and 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 you know if you have a dream of what you want to go into and you don't necessarily need university to do that the idea of you know, spending nine grand or even more going for a year on doing it is probably something that's not particularly palatable so I completely understand that but for me I think it was it was the right decision well I was also the last year who were paying three grand but anyway that's oh uh, no I completely agree I think you uh touched on some points that um certainly I think for university compared to maybe just schooling prior to that it's a lot more about being able to really specialize really um understand what your strengths are and being able to apply that which you can then look at to build on and move that forward into a career um actually i, I think maybe touched on this what what do you think maybe were some of your um things that university was able to teach you outside of maybe education um that you think might be uh, valuable uh it's a really hard one i think i think in terms of things like um it's a hard one to, to, to exactly define because it's things you know when i say growing as a person i mean uh you know uh learning how to properly uh socialize learning in life what i really enjoyed um having the the, the time you know maybe this is just because it's an english degree and there aren't as many contact hours but you know having the time to kind of think about you know what you actually want to go on in life and not rushing into it my my personal view is that um is that 18 is 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 probably too young uh to be to to, to come out with a um fully fledged idea of what you want to go and do in life i only speaking from a personal experience here i i i, I didn't know i had ideas of what i wanted to do but I, I i didn't know for sure and it would have been very easy to have made a a, a mistake in life and and you know for what it's worth and it's only a personal thing a lot of the people who i know who um who maybe didn't decide to go to university have ended up changing jobs or uh you know uh kind of reversing their earlier career decisions because they perhaps uh yeah may, may, maybe didn't have that that time to kind of go and think about it didn't have that time to um uh to to kind of yeah define what they wanted to become before they went and did it essentially i i think those kind of formative years those kind of 18 to 21 years are very important ones in people's lives um but you kind of learn a lot about yourself and the person you are at yeah, 21 22 is very different from the person you are at 18. very very true i've i've exactly had that experience i've had a couple of careers uh, after leaving school at 18 um so yeah that definitely resonates with me it's a great point yeah i do, do want to be clear about the fact that that's that is that's simply my story. and i also you know know of people who uh have, have it's a hundred percent i've also known people who went to university who i don't think should have done um and i know people you know my uh my sister for example uh she actually yeah she she decided that she wasn't going to go to university and you know work went and worked straight uh, straight away in tv production 
which is you know what she knew that she wanted to do and I think that that for her was actually a really really good decision and that was an industry where that actually worked well for because it meant that she was able to kind of build up a good amount of experience um right at the start and you know she's still within that industry and um so yeah it's it's a it's a complete um you know profession person issue mm. but uh yeah, but but i but I, I i definitely think that more people go to uni than probably should yes i think we're in agreement on that um let's talk about your career in journalism so how was that how did you find it did you enjoy it um yeah i did it was um it was very interesting it was um i worked i worked to the independent which uh uh was when i joined a newspaper and by the end was just a digital uh only um uh, only newspaper but uh or digital only website and uh and an ipad app as well but it was um yeah it was great it was uh went in there very young didn't know you know exactly what to expect from it ended up having to you know my, my first role there was just writing you know online articles uh about just about anything um you know be it you you'd be writing about you know the war in Iraq and then you're writing about Formula One you know 10 minutes later and then you know a kind of gossip story 10 minutes after that so you know it could be it could be absolutely anything uh and you were you were writing you know a lot every day um but it was yeah it was it was really entertaining very very um fast paced the days would kind of go like that when you're just sort of spending your day churning out articles uh, but it was definitely really enjoyable and worked with some really great people. Um, and uh, there was some good opportunities there at the company. You could, they were, they were very good at, you know, if you had a, had an idea that you wanted to, to put forward, they would, you know, most likely say, yes, you know, you're more than welcome to go and kind of make that happen. So, you know, if uh, it was a great place, you know, if you were kind of happy to go and uh, take initiative and for example, you know, within the first, few weeks there and no, the first few weeks you know within the first few months there i kind of said can i get a bit of experience working on the uh, opinion desk every now and again and th that was absolutely fine and you know after a few months i was allowed to you know go and kind of edit the opinion page on on weekends and that was a great experience as well so do you think if sort of the idea for feast it hadn't come about you'd still be in journalism yeah, I, I I think so. I don't really see why not. It was a it's a it's a really enjoyable industry if you can. Uh, it's very different in the early stages. It depends it depends what you want to do because online journalism is it's very fast paced. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to not having done um, not having ever had a finance job, but from what I've spoken to, you know, with friends and etc., seen in films, that kind of thing. It feels it's that kind of fast paced um go 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 all the time kind of thing and you know it's about getting articles out quicker it was, you know it's about getting the article written quicker than the bbc does uh and it's 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 yeah it's it's like fun stuff really really exhilarating and um you know you, you can get a bit knackered by the end of the day but it's 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 definitely a lot of fun and um yeah i i, I think i would probably still be i don't i don't know in in which uh shape or form whether it would still be in the writing side or whether it would be on the more kind of business side of it uh, but I, I think, yeah, I, I would, I would most likely still be um, within the industry for sure. So, how did you find the transition from working at the independent to then starting your own business and becoming an entrepreneur? How did you find that? Uh, I, well, I mean, it was useful to have to be able to, you know, write decent copy. Um, not that useful, but uh, but basically not not particularly useful. Uh, we uh, there was 
uh, I feel that we were relatively young. I mean, we were 20, 24 when we started the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, there's, there's, you know, at the time that the youth probably helps in some ways because, you know, you have a bit more of a sort of impetuousness and you think that, you know, you can go out and do anything, which, you know, to a certain extent is true. But, you know, we look back now and think of some of the, um, it's not so much mistakes that we made. It's more how much quicker we could have done things and more effectively we could have done things in the earlier days if we'd had, you know, a few more years of experience each, you know, in a startup environment or, you know, let's say that we had founded a business before. There are so many things that we would have probably done in a different way that we did the first time around. And, you know, not that we did them in the wrong way. We did them in the, what seemed like the right way for us at the time. But, you know, ultimately, um, uh, you know, we, we could do things much quicker now, I think. Mm. So, I mean, you called it a startup. I think Feast is around six years old now. Is that right? Just just coming yeah. up to six years old? Yeah, that is that is correct. Although you might want to minus 18 months from that because of COVID where the events yeah. industry was pretty much banned. But, you know, we, we were still, you know, building out our product during that. We were certainly not idle, but the uh, the events industry was, you know, in, in a shutdown uh, for, for all of uh, lockdown. Mm. And we, I mean, we advocate massively on the podcast for actually getting and working at startups because I think it's such a great environment for young people to learn so many different skills. And I think it really sort of, not to make it all a competition, but it does put you ahead of of competition of people your own age because I think you learn so many different bits and bobs to business. Um, and how big's the team now, Feast It? Uh, the team is is currently uh, sixty. Um, but um, but yeah, it's I, I agree that it's a it's yeah for sure a, a great place to um, you know come and come and learn. I think particularly in the very early stages of it, where you know everyone was pretty much doing everything and could fill in for everyone on, on everything and you know we kind of all learning from each other I think that yeah the very early stages in particular are, are really great places you know when you're young to come and you know, learn how lots of different things work um and uh yeah I think I think I I, I think it's definitely a, a much more uh I guess sort of uh, well I'd like to think about us at least very kind of meritocratic you know we there are no kind of barriers in place for people to progress if they're doing a great job and you know they're they're kind of putting themselves forward and I think we we really try and recognize people who are you know clearly taking the initiative and 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 you know pushing interesting ideas and I think that's a, that those are the benefits of working in a startup uh is that you know you're learning a lot but also you're you're able to so I touched on it with the independent earlier where you're also able to do that but you know you're able to take the initiative and go and do interesting things if if that's what you want to do and you can kind of lead initiatives and that's that's a big part of it so I'd say for anyone who's you know if that's a if that's a motivating factor then startups is a great place to work and and also you know of course if you want to if you want to go on and start your own um company at some point and there's no better place to kind of work when you're young and uh despite the fact that I didn't I I, I wish I had done and have got a bit and had a bit more startup experience before we kick feast it off obviously uh you've grown quite a lot in um the time uh feast it and feast it has grown as well looking back now what would be some of the biggest um moments where you've gone oh god we're actually we're doing this like what, what are some of the most standout events uh, for you 
Yeah, well, we've done so as well as the the booking platform. We, oh, we had one very fun moment right at the beginning where the, one of the first people who booked was uh, we sort of turned on AdWords um, and got a. Uh, you know, within I think a couple of days, got sort of basically a twenty grand booking from Samsung, oh, wow. uh, which uh, you know was obviously great, but just completely complete luck. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that 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 was that was great. But um, yeah, we've done a few. We we also do some public events, and you know we've helped put in the suppliers uh, that you know the food and 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 bars at events like uh, London Pride, which has been which has been fantastic, and then a number of sort of music festivals over the summer as well. Uh, and it's always great to go along to them and see you know everything uh, in action and uh, and and kind of and you know happening and knowing that we're the people who've kind of put in those uh, suppliers is always is always good to see. That's very cool. And then what's the, been the biggest personal sort of positive to becoming an entrepreneur and starting a company, would you say? Um, uh, probably. Um, it's a hard one to say exactly, because I mean, the, the answer is, you know, working with a having the ability to choose who you work with, I'd say. Mm. Uh, and, um, and, uh, you know, having the it's it, it's great to you know to to have that you know, to 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 have such a great team and I guess uh, you know while there were um, great parts about both of our last jobs, co-founder and I, there were also about parts of it that you know were not necessarily particularly fun, uh, particularly in the sort of management side of things. And it was um, so it was you know we we kind of wanted to work somewhere where uh you know we could set the tone uh and that's great and i think that and i i you know as i say you know you, it's easy for me to say this as one of the founders but you know ask our employees but i like to think that we've got a you know very friendly um place to work uh that 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 you know really encourages people's creativity and you know encourages people to come up with their own ideas um aside from that it's quite nice to not have anyone question you know if you <laughs> disappear for an hour to you know <laughs> I don't know no one really questions it it's quite nice yeah sorry um what would be some of the biggest challenges you've had along the way though uh, uh lots and lots I mean the answer to that is COVID um for yeah. sure um but also so I mean yeah it's definitely COVID and and you know addressing that as an events company where we saw our um we were we were in a really good position just before COVID. We were kind of growing quite nicely. Um, we thought we were kind of gearing up to do a to do a round of funding. Uh, I think that we were like looking to to kick off a few, you know, in the I want to say sort of at that summer, kind of April May sort of time. Obviously, uh, that got put on hold because uh, the world got put on hold, and we had to kind of um you know scramble around that to try and save the company at that point and we you know we we were lucky in that we had some very supportive investors who um you know we presented a plan to and said look we want to get through to the end of uh end of this and they supported that and that put us in a good position because it enabled us to go you know build out our product um but i'm trying to think you know aside from that it's um what are the things that are quite hard you know it's it's definitely as the team grows making sure that um that everyone's up to date with comms it's it's uh, i'd say that's maybe we we did we had one well there's uh, making sure everyone's up to date with comms is something that is 
much harder than you think it would be making sure that everyone's on the same page all the time and kind of has the same message where you kind of when you're a team of 13 of you or you know 15 or working in kind of one room everyone's on the same page all the time but then you grow to 60 and suddenly and you know a, a fair few of the team are remote suddenly you just have to step up your communications to make sure that everyone's on the same page um and i say that's that's a challenging thing and then and just making sure you get your your there's nothing more important than um than hiring the right people as well so <clears throat> just that just leads yeah. really nicely onto our question about when we encourage people to work at startups, I think there's, or, you know, young companies, whatever you want to call it. I think when you look to hire, is there anything particularly you look for maybe personality trait wise or, or skill set wise, or what are you looking for when you want to hire someone into your business? Yeah, I think um, it, it's a really hard one to define because there's, there's not a set personality. We're not looking for, you know, we don't have a kind of any biases of of um you know personality of people that we want to to bring on board you want you want people that you think can be good self-starters um and the reason for that is you know we were we, you kind of always have the that we were relatively inexperienced when we started the business uh the truth is we we still we still are um not that far into our careers overall and you know we're looking for people who can come in and know more than us and can uh and you know are able to kind of go on and uh and you know make changes and actually um you know take control of departments and do things in a much better way than we could ever do uh which is you know <laughs> sounds like a very basic thing uh of course we want that but uh but yeah it, it's that kind of self-starter going out and getting stuff done um yourself is, is something that we, we we try and look for in anyone that we hire for sure uh, I'd say that's probably the most important thing. And then following on from that, we talk about um, the use of sort of CVs versus maybe a LinkedIn profile and a bit of personal branding. What's your opinion on that? Uh, you know, would you, it's great. I'm sure you have CVs. Most companies ask for CVs, but that little bit extra of maybe having an active LinkedIn profile, some form of personal branding or somewhere you can show your skill set off to the job you're applying. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's, an interesting one because I I think that I, I personally um, my personal view is that no matter what someone's saying or well, no matter what someone's LinkedIn is no matter what their CV says you don't none of it gives you more than a five percent insight into the personality and I think you know even if people are posting on LinkedIn so so for me my my personal view is that I I try not to judge people. Uh, aside from you know the basics of their CV on, on anything about it until you've spoken to them uh so we, we we will always make sure we do a lot of phone screenings and uh for, for every single role and, and my, my view is that you could learn you could learn more from a from a 20 minute conversation with someone or even a, a 10 15 minute conversation with someone than you can uh by miles from their CV or, for, or from uh from a LinkedIn profile but uh, so so yeah, so we try and always make sure we do a, a, a good amount of, um, of of phone screenings for for any role that we have. Uh, for me, that's the most important thing. That's not to say that you shouldn't, you know. Um, that, that, that that's just me. That there are the I I know that you know uh, LinkedIn profiles and and a LinkedIn voice do have an impact on other people. But for me, it's all about that kind of yeah, chatting with people. Sure. And what does the future look for um, look like for Feaster? Well, it, it's uh, 
It's a good time to ask. Well, it uh, depends uh, on uh, on the world outside and what the government do tomorrow. I'd say, uh, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's looking really exciting. We're um, we're we're looking to um, expand internationally in the not too distant future. We, we well, you know, we've got a long way to go in the UK. It's a fantastic events market. Uh, we're really really keen to to look to the US as well. There's a very similar events market over there. It's a, it's a bigger one, of course, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of similar. Uh, and you've got the East Coast, the West Coast, are, are both massive areas for events. And you know, we're we we desperate to go and launch out there, uh, as well as you know, growing out the number of services you can book through the platform. At the moment, you can book about ten services for an event. Uh, you know, we want to add you know unlimited so well not unlimited but everything you need for your event so you know from the kind of glamorous side from say musicians down to the kind of less glamorous sort of portaloo side and you know as long as we're giving people the right options it's, it's adding you know everything that you need for an event and uh would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now yeah yeah for sure it's uh well um it's it, you, you you're learning a lot every single day and that's what's exciting about it um there are probably days of the month that i probably wouldn't say yes to it but yeah no it's uh i, I definitely would well hugo it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for taking the time no thank you very much for having me on i really appreciate it and uh yeah thank you uh thanks for taking the time to chat well thank you uh where can people find you find feast it and uh, everything that they're up to yeah, so Feast It is just feast-it.com, F-E-A-S-T-I-T.com. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, if you want to chat to me, feel free to add me. It's uh, Hugo Campbell on, on LinkedIn, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. -L. Brilliant. Thanks, Hugo.